Welcome to Far West of Centre, your go-to podcast for all things health-related. I'm your host, Becky Smith, and today we're going to be discussing is it or isn't it menopause? Joining us again is Ellen Phillips, our menopause coordinator for the Far West Local Health District. Welcome to season two, Ellen. It's great to have you back in the studio. Today, um, obviously, we're going to be talking about menopause and is it or isn't it menopause. I'm just wondering, you know, as a woman, we go through so many things over life, you know, puberty and then uh, having children and then we get to start talking about the um, life changes that start to happen um, around menopause. So um, that's your topic today. Yeah, that's right, Becky. Thanks for um, having me today. So yeah, menopause and the hormonal changes that come about with menopause bring along a wide variety of symptoms. And this can range from mild to severe for women. They vary as well. They can be really individual and no one woman's going to experience these symptoms in the same way and to the same extent, really. So up to one in four women are going to experience really severe debilitating symptoms. Some will have no symptoms. And then the majority of people, which is the rest, are going to have mild to moderate menopause-related symptoms, which can be influenced by a whole variety of different things, such as our age, our stage of life, our general health and well-being. And um, yeah, this is what we're going to go into a bit more detail about today. Look, Ellen, chatting with my girlfriends and things, I know that menopause is something that actually is starting to take a bit more dominance in our conversations, which, you know, riveting dinner time conversation. Mm. But, you know, I think there's so many changes that can happen over menopause, right? Or as we go through, and I know you've talked about people might experience some of these symptoms because they might be going through cancer treatment or their hormone levels are changing and bits and pieces. But, you know, it seems like there's so many different symptoms, right, that going through this change of life seem to pop up. You know, people are starting to talk about they can't remember things or their sex drive's a bit different or, um, you know, they're finding their emotions are a little bit different. Are they some of the things that you kind of talk to your clients about? Yeah, absolutely. There's so many different symptoms and, as you said, things that we don't necessarily think mm. or associate with menopause that we're going to come across. You know, we always think of the more common ones like the night, um, the night sweats and hot flushes and... Those Power kind of surges. symptoms. Yes, exactly. Um, but not necessarily all of those other symptoms that come along with it. And there are so, so many of them. So I know around um, the medical diagnosis of going through menopause that there's like key milestones and things that actually indicate you're going through menopause. But, you know, we've talked a little bit about some of those symptoms that are coming up and things like that. Is there a broad range of like sort of set symptoms that people can kind of start thinking or checklisting in their mind that they might want to go and have a chat to their GP about? Yeah, there are. There's definitely some more common symptoms that um, are going to pop up for a wide variety of women. Some of the symptoms that often start before you reach menopause, so you know what we call that perimenopausal time, often women are going to start to see a change in their periods and in their menstrual cycle. Mm. That's before their periods stop. So that can be, you know, more frequent periods, more heavy periods. It could even be lighter or fewer. But just know it's important to go see your doctor if your periods do become heavy or more frequent. Just something to check up on. Another of those symptoms, we mentioned before, hot flushes. So that's one of those ones most associated with menopause. Um, and all of these symptoms can start as well around, like before you even finish your periods when you're still in that perimenopause time. So 
hot flushes and night sweats as well. They can be mild. They can be quite severe. Sometimes night sweats, um, the you know hot flushes you get overnight, they can disrupt your sleep. And some people may even need to change their sheets during the night because they're sweating so much. More than half of women are going to experience this. So this is a really common symptom. It's just that for some people, it's not as troublesome. They're, you know, able to deal with it um, or they're more mild, whereas for others, it's going to be on that more extreme range. But it is one of the more common symptoms. Mm. Hand in hand with that, I guess, is that insomnia, restless nights. You might notice that your sleep's getting a bit more disturbed. These symptoms aren't, they're not uncommon during menopause. Um, It can mean that you're more tired during the day. It can impact your overall well-being as well. Um, mm. sometimes the hormones itself can cause people to feel more fatigued. Yeah. Um, so fatigue is a big one to watch out for. Some women as well, because of that change in hormones, are going to feel some pain in their joints, mm. which all of these things, they, they all lead, they, you know, snowball together. So you're not feeling as well, you know, you're impacting your functioning, your overall quality of life. If you died, you got sore joints. And alongside that comes mood changes are another big one that women mm experience a lot so that again can be caused by hormonal changes some of the things that people find is that they can feel overwhelmed with anxiety um when they haven't really before or they feel upset or angry or sad in situations that never would have bothered them before find I guess more more moody or more easily upset by things and all of these symptoms they can be really challenging Physically, emotionally, um, and everyone's sim- experience is going to be unique with those symptoms. And it must be really hard too. Like when you actually are going through some of those things, if it, you're only getting a small battery of those symptoms or small um, pocket of things popping up every now and again, it's hard to think if you know you're just having a bad day. You know, with busy women holding careers, looking after family, doing jobs that are important. Um, to themselves every day you know it's hard to kind of discern whether it's uh, a symptom or of something broader or if it's actually just a day-to-day kind of yeah tiredness <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think this is why you know so many women kind of you know they p- can put their health on a bit of a back burner yeah when they start to get some of these symptoms because you do think oh I'll associate it with my busy lifestyle or mm. you know work yeah. when you know, it can be a multitude of things. Um, it could be that, but it could also be that your hormones are changing and that you're going to be experiencing these symptoms because of those changing hormones. So there's so many different factors. Mm. And I wonder too, sometimes you, we're a bit hesitant to kind of think about all of those um, symptoms as a whole or, and what that might mean for our health. But, and I wonder, you know, as well that then when we're talking to our um, families or our friends or our medical professionals, sometimes it's hard to be really clear about all those things that's happening. And then, you know, some of our other mates, they won't have any symptoms at all. So it's it's kind of not a to-do topic, but it's kind of knowing where your normal is. Yeah, definitely. And it's very individual. I found, you know, some of the clients that I see, they'll come in and say that they'll notice they pick up on symptoms because, like, you know, as you mentioned, their families or their loved ones will mention to them, Mm. Oh, you know, you're you're not quite yourself lately. And yeah. that's almost kind of that flag that, oh, it's not just my busy life or it's not just my normal day-to-day stress. Something else is going on here. Mm. 
So what should people do if they think that they might have menopause or perimenopausal symptoms? Like uh, what should we be advising our loved ones or our girlfriends or our family members to do? So I think the first thing we want to do is have a bit of an understanding of, you know, what is menopause, what we're going through, um, because that can really help us to understand what's happening and I guess to feel a bit more settled in those changes as well, you know, to, to... understand you know this is what's happening this is what is going on so a good first point of call if you know you're getting some moderate symptoms or some mild symptoms and just a bit not sure of what's going on there's some really good places online that you can get some really reputable information about menopause and symptoms and just other women's health topics in general mm-hmm. so one of these that I'd often recommend is um, the Jean Hales website so that's a great um, online resource for lots of women's health topics including menopause The Australasian Menopause Society has some great info online as well. And the uh, New South Wales Health also has a website on their Women New South Wales pages, which is uh, www.newsouthwales.gov or nsw.gov.au slash menopause. And you can get some good information there. Many women are going to have mild to moderate menopause symptoms, so they may not need um, any therapies and they may not need to seek any further help or they may not wish to they might be able to manage their own symptoms with a healthy lifestyle you know eating well doing regular exercise but some women are going to have symptoms that are going to impact their quality of life and to really mean that they're not able to you know do the things that they once did or they find that it might impact on their work or their relationships um, or just how they're feeling in themselves so if this is the case then definitely um have a, a visit to your GP to talk about it that's the best place to go and, and I they, think yeah. also not just um keeping all that stuff to yourself like start talking about it get it out um yeah. to have those conversations it's a safe space mm. um, but with your medical professionals with your friends just to kind of actually normalize that you know this is a life change and that um there is support out there yeah absolutely there is support out there when you start to talk about it and i think normalizing the symptoms and is going to be a big important part of where we're going next in women's health. And is there a way to get diagnosed um, as menopausal or perimenopausal? Not a way to get diagnosed as such. Um, The best way that you can um, get that advice is going to your doctor to ask for their advice about whether you may be perimenopausal, maybe you've reached menopause. Generally, if you're around that average age of menopause, so between about 45 to 55, You've got some symptoms, your periods have started to get um, irregular or things are going on, likely you're perimenopausal. Generally, um, they're going to be looking at symptoms of what's going on. And then if you haven't had a period for 12 months, you've probably reached menopause. But then that's to say, you know, say you go 11 months and you haven't had a period, you get one again, you start the cycle all over again, and then you've got to start that countdown yeah. um, until you do they officially will diagnose as menopause in that um, regard. Mm. There are blood tests for hormone levels, which I think, you know, some some of us would have heard about. But generally around that perimenopause, menopause time, they're not necessarily um, going to be as accurate because during perimenopause, our hormones are fluctuating like absolute mad. So, mm. you know, what we get in our hormone levels on one day is going to be completely different to what it is on another day. So it's not always going to be the most useful indicator of whether we're about to reach menopause or whether we're perimenopausal. Yeah, and I think having those conversations 
with your GP regularly about if you've got those concerns is really important and actually potentially finding out what um, might be the uh, course of tests or symptom diary management just to get a bit of a picture of that would be really helpful. Yeah, it would be. And especially if you're a bit younger um, Mm. as well, if you know you're in your late 30s, early 40s or even younger than that and you're starting to get some of these symptoms and your periods are really irregular, sometimes your GP might be wanting to do those tests as well just to see what's going on if you're not in that kind of average age of menopause. So yeah, definitely important to have a chat with your GP and get some advice so they can look at your individual situation and uh, talk through what's going to be best for you. Great. Ellen, thanks so much for today. I've really learnt a lot. Um, As I said, it's starting to become a bit more of a topic in my friendship group um, because of my age, which is wonderful. Um, and But I think also um, just starting the conversation so great and um, knowing where to start to look for answers or supports or help has just been really great today. What would be the key messages that you'd like people to take away from today's podcast? I think... One of my key messages would be that poor symptoms, perimenopause symptoms are really individual. Everyone's going to have a very different experience that's going to be very personal to them. Mm. Another key message would be if you're in that safe space, as you mentioned before, Becky, having a chat, having a chat to, you know, your good girlfriends about this, having a chat to your doctor, talking about what you're going through because um, there's going to be support there. Mm. And getting online and having a read at the Jean Hales website or the New South Wales Health um, menopause toolkit site is really you know it's great starting point just to actually start solidifying any of those ideas about what some of these things might be and to um, yeah I guess empower you to start having those conversations as well exactly right that's yeah we want to be empowering ourselves and with the knowledge so what's the best way for people to get in contact um, with you or refer into the menopause service Ellen so the best way to do that would be to see your GP or your healthcare provider and they'll be able to put a referral through um, so that you can have a chat with me about some of those symptoms um, that you might be going through. Ellen, you're coming back um, for a whole season with us uh, for this podcast. Um, coming up in episode two, what we can we expect? Uh, so episode two, I think, is going to be a nice segue from what we've just talked about. On the next episode, we're going to talk about all the different health professionals that you might come across on your menopause journey and the work that each of them do um, to kind of, yeah, give you a bit more of that education as well and empower you even further. That's all for today's episode on Is It or Isn't It Menopause? We hope that you found this discussion informative. Stay tuned for more episodes on Season 2 around menopause. Until next time, take care of yourself and don't forget to prioritise your health. Please note the information in this podcast was correct at the time of recording. Please consult your healthcare professional for further advice on your individual needs as required.